Truth Jihad Radio is 100% crowdfunded and therefore fearless and independent. Please help us stay that way. You can subscribe at my Substack. That's kevinbarrett.substack.com. Or you could send a one-time PayPal donation to truthjihad at gmail.com. Don't be ingesting. Stay inside. Don't drink or eat anything. These are important questions. I understand that. Highest moment the last eight years. Hmm. Highest moment the last eight years. Well, I think that the most important, the most compelling was uh, was 9-11 itself. Welcome, and this is the special live edition of Truth Jihad Radio, broadcasting from Saidia, Morocco. I'm in my stut dio, up on the stut, which is the name for the rooftop in Morocco. There's a little room up on the rooftop, which is where I'm broadcasting from. I have slightly improved the sound. I think I've, I've put up some giant uh, carpets, or really blankets, I guess they are, on the walls to absorb the echoes, and I... I each each show I've been making a little bit better, and so hopefully this will be the best sound yet. And I may even be able to bring back my fancy, uh, what's the blue, Yeti blue microphone, which was really over-amplifying the echoes before, which is why I went back to my built-in MacBook Pro microphone, which people said sounded much better. Anyway, we're working on getting the sound back up to where it was, and the reason for that is not so much that the sound itself is what matters. What matters is what you hear when you listen to my guests Today, I'm going to be talking about three of the big quests for justice, uh, so far unsuccessful in American life. The JFK assassination in the second hour, Alan Salarian, who was formerly the biggest shrink in Washington, D.C., which is a town that definitely could use a, a psychoanalyst or two, a psychiatrist in his case, uh, then he had some run-ins with the authorities in various ways, including they probably didn't particularly like his JFK work. Uh, he was, after all, an FBI consultant in the 90s. And anyway, long story short, he's persona non grata in D.C., but I'm happy to talk with him about his new article published in a leading medical journal. Well, I don't know about leading. It's a medical journal, anyway, uh, about the throat wound to President Kennedy, which he argues was caused by a poisoned flechette and not by a rifle bullet. So that's the second hour. First hour, Dave Meiswinkle has been on the other two cases, 9-11 and COVID. He was formerly with the Lawyers Committee for 9-11 Inquiry. By the way, they are putting on a symposium on September 10th. I'll talk about that probably next week. Anyway, he is now seeking COVID justice. Now, Dave Meiswinkle has done some really cool stuff down, down the line. He sued the New Jersey State Police to try to force the release of the original photographs taken by the notorious dancing Israelis, the four presumed Mossad agents working for Urban Moving Systems, run by a apparent Israeli spy, Dominic Souter. Those guys were set up to film the attack on the Twin Towers before it happened. They wildly celebrated the success of the attack. They were then taken into custody. Failed lie detector tests were caught with thousands of dollars stuffed in their socks and then got deported back to Israel 
ordered by Israeli agent, apparent anyway, uh, Michael Chertoff. So anyway, that's the uh, uh, the big case, <laughs> one of the big cases Dave did with his 9-11 work. But now he's back with the National American Renaissance Movement, which is pushing for a grand jury investigation into the crimes of COVID-19. And there are more than a few of those. So uh, let's get into that and whatever else with Dave Meiswinkel. Hey, welcome, Dave. Good to have you back. Hey, Kevin. Thank you very much. All right. So uh, I'm not even quite sure where to start. But, you know, with my, my intro, I did mention that, like, if, you know, we let them get away with JFK and, you know, if they can kill the president in broad daylight and then have a mob assassin blow away the ostensible uh, lone killer on live national television two days later, you know, what can't they get away with? You know, if they could blow up the Twin Towers in Building 7 in broad daylight and construct a preposterously, obviously false uh, story around that, you know, what can't they get away with? And then if they can launch a bio attack and put the whole world and especially the USA under a kind of a national emergency regime uh, and crank down in a grossly Orwellian fashion, I mean, what can't they get away with? Uh, I mean, if you let whoever is doing these things get away with crimes of this magnitude, I mean, what, what's the point of even having a justice system? You're right. Uh, you know, it, I guess we're old enough to remember when John Kennedy was killed. And uh, for those that don't, I weren't around at that time. It was a trauma that uh, no one had ever experienced before, at least in the country. Of course, I was young. But then uh, we came up through the Vietnam War era, and we, we know that was a lie as far as our reasons to be there. And uh, it seems like our government uh, commits one lie after another when it needs to uh, steer the direction of the country in a certain way. There was Oklahoma bombing, which uh, I did you know, research on that, and uh, that never was properly investigated for sure. And then there was the uh, the towers, the first uh, in 1993, the North Tower. Uh, that wasn't properly investigated. And then, of course, the 9-11, uh, the Lawyers Committee had uh, really good evidence of, of controlled demolition. Uh, we had compiled what architects and engineers had done for years and made it more uh, professional, a sense of a, a lawyer presentation for a court. And uh, we had... Uh, uh, people that were uh, plaintiffs, basically, in, a, in an action like Bob McElvain, uh, he, he presented that, too, uh, along with uh, Julio Gomez and myself. We went up to New York City and uh, presented that to the, uh, the, the U.S. Attorney's Office. And it took five years uh, for that to eventually be percolated to the courts and the, the Supreme Court not taking it up. And the ruling was that they, Bob, who lost his son, uh, in the North Tower, uh, he didn't have standing along with other people who lost. Uh, one woman lost her. Her husband was a firefighter killed that day. And another woman lost her brother was a firefighter killed that day. Another fellow was a uh, fire chief who was still alive, but he had uh, permanent injuries to his lung. He worked on the piles. And uh, they denied uh, the uh, our our motion, our action to get the prosecutor, U.S. attorney, to just present, just to present evidence of, of this controlled demolition. And there was good evidence. So uh, realizing that, how corrupt the system is, at least at the federal level, the National American Renaissance Movement is have a different strategy right now. We're trying to go to the state courts uh, and, you know, individually 
and see if we can get some action there. It's a Tenth Amendment type of approach. The states can do that kind of investigation. They could have actually done it for 9-11 also. So uh, I guess the bottom line, Kevin, is we both agree the system is totally corrupt. Uh, It seems like the court systems are corrupt. seems like major institutions, whether it be media or medicine or education, have been captured in part by pharmaceuticals and other financial interests. And it seems like uh, we're at a point in time where uh, we some major, major things have to happen in a good way. We've seen it for so long. Uh, we've been uh, going against the wind. It seems like the wind is, is in our face all the time. And uh, hopefully uh, we can change it around and we get the wind at our back. Uh, not easy to do. But uh, the National American Renaissance Movement, national as opposed to global, uh, global to me is uh, to our organization or to, it's a totalitarian system. A nation state is what the uh, new reset people want to do is get rid of nation states everywhere. And we believe that nation states uh, should prosper all nation states in a cooperative manner. We should all be good neighbors. Uh, Renaissance uh, is a rebirth, uh, but it's uh, also revolution. And uh, our country was founded on revolutionaries, uh, George Washington, Benjamin Franklin and Thomas Jefferson and Patrick Henry, etc., and uh, and also uh, uh, the uh, arm, the national arm, uh, the M would stand for movement. So we're looking at a grass movement and we want to create arms in every state to uh, carry forth our mission statement. Well, I, I look at your website right now and the COVID crimes that you're interested in prosecuting include the state crimes of racketeering, murder, conspiracy, aggravated assault, domestic terrorism, fraud, official misconduct, corporate misconduct, producing or possessing chemical weapons and biological agents. The federal crimes include those crimes as well as bioweapons violations, gain-of-function violations, treason, misprision of treason, genocide, crimes against humanity, false information and hoaxes. And then there are violations of the New Jersey State Constitution, the Constitution of the United States, violations of the Nuremberg Code. I mean, this is almost as long a list as they're throwing up against Trump. <laughs> well, uh, what it is, is just based on, and, and, and another attorney got involved, a few more attorneys, I'm sure they could add to it, but I mean, even double the list. What we're doing right now is trying to educate law enforcement. We'd like some courageous law enforcement people to take this document, and maybe just to prompt them to do what we're suggesting they do in their individual states, even if they have to Maybe because of expenses, maybe a couple states have to do it. But we're trying to keep it out of the federal government right now. Eventually, maybe we will ask them like we did, you know, in 9-11. The Lawyers Committee did ask the U.S. attorney to get involved, and we never took it to the state government. So it was to the federal government. So the list is uh, it's a long list, but it's I mean, we're talking about serious things, right? We look at these guys as uh, global racketeers. We're looking at bioweapons. If we want to get into that vaccine. We have one of our board members, Dr. Mahalcha. She's an expert on this vaccines. Maybe she's uh, she studied it and she has this dark field microscope that can see things that, you know, you don't normally see a doctor can see in his regular microscope. And she's found a technology in there. Uh, this is uh, this is very serious stuff. Uh, this vaccine is not really a vaccine. It's, it's more like a, a technical uh implantation into the person it's not not what they think it is and the various statistics bear that out you know in 1975 the uh, 
25 people died from the swine flu vaccine. They took that off the market. In the first eight months of the vaccines, and they rolled in in December of 2021, right? Uh, no, 2020, I'm sorry. Uh, that was the first one was Pfizer, and then a week later, Moderna, and then about a month and a half later, Johnson & Johnson. But uh, when they rolled in, in the first eight months, uh, 16,000 people supposedly died in this country from the, from the vaccine. Uh, if you look at the various statistics, and they only represent 1% to 10% of the adverse uh, reactions people would get that are reported, uh, we could be up to a million people dying. All right. So what we're trying to do is alert the law enforcement. A lot of people just think, all oh, this is like maybe a little some negligence here. I didn't get sick, they'll say, or, you know, or or whatever excuse they, they want to say. But the major media, which is a captured media, doesn't tell the people the seriousness of, of the vaccine and what's happening, nor do they present the context in which we're living, where Klaus Schwab and the the World Economic Forum and Nova Harari, they're talking about hackable human beings, uh, no soul, no freedom, no dignity, no sovereignty, uh, the reset, you will own nothing and be happy. Uh, well, uh, people should take that uh, seriously when they say that. They're not joking around. These are the heirs and, or the continuation of New World Order uh, coming through the Council of Foreign Relations and the Bilderbergs and the Trilateralists. And a lot of people don't even know that and never even heard of these groups because, again, the media is so corrupt. And if it wasn't for programs like yours and others on alternative radio, or alternative uh, networks, uh, we wouldn't know anything for, for that matter. Yeah. And, you know, I think the problem, Dave, it has to do with the national security state. I mean, there are a lot of problems, of course. But if you look at a lot of these biggest crimes, the ones we mentioned, you know, JFK, 9-11, covid and you also mentioned Oklahoma City, the uh, earlier uh, 1993, uh, whatever it was, uh, Trade Center bombing, and on and on. Um, pretty much all of these things are perpetrated and covered up under the cover of so-called national security. And it strikes me as, you know, a lot of people don't seem to have fully understood this, especially around covid you know, they imagine that, you know, Tony Fauci is a health bureaucrat and, you know, he and his friends were doing some kind of dangerous research and it escaped the lab and maybe somehow the evil Chinese were involved and this sort of thing. And they, they missed the fact that just like with the JFK assassination, RFK assassination, MLK assassination, 9-11 and uh, OKC, uh, the earlier Trade Center bombing and, and on and on and on and on. Uh, Pearl Harbor, of course, being, you know, one of the seminal ones. These are all crimes of our national security state, which has given itself complete immunity. And regarding COVID, I agree with pretty much, you know, all or at least most of what you just said. But it seems to me that the real, uh, issue here is that as RFK Jr. reiterated just yesterday, I think it was, Tony Fauci is not a public health official. Tony Fauci was the head of bioweapons for the U.S. military. You know, when, they, when they moved bioweapons from the actual armed forces to its cover position under the so-called public health bureaucracy, uh, that 
uh, led to the COVID outbreak in, you know, very likely, just like with, with the anthrax attack of 2001, which was part of the 9-11 deception, and again, perpetrated by these national security state types, COVID, uh, as I read it, was almost certainly the result of a neocon-inspired U.S. biological attack on China and Iran, the biggest target being China's economy. It was a thoroughly successful attack. Today, U.S. economic growth is ostensibly actually higher than Chinese growth. The biggest single national security problem for the United States for the past 30 years has been that China's been growing at near double digits. U.S. has been growing 2 to 3% a year. The gap has led to China becoming the world's biggest economy. And if that gap continues, the U.S. is toast. So they hit China with COVID, and they scared China into an exaggerated lockdown, which killed the Chinese economy. And now they, they also killed off you know, a couple millions of Western useless eater retirement boomers who were the single biggest drag on Western economies. And then they were able to reset the world's trade by uh, decoupling the Western allied economies from China. And hence, they solved their problem. Instead of China growing near 10% a year, U.S. 2 to 3%, it's now the U.S. like 3.5%, China 3%. They won. They, they, that's what COVID was. And all of this stuff you're talking about has to do with the fact that the whole thing was a gigantic military operation, including the mRNA vaccines, which were a, supposed to be an antidote. And I think they were a failed antidote, but that's what they were made. You know, they were intended to give the West and the U.S. military bloc the ability to deploy uh, biological weapons and especially viruses, uh, all kinds of new nasty viruses, and then we could shoot up our people with the ant- antidote. If, if, you know, if you have the bioweapon and you have the antidote, you win the war. So that's what this is really all about, just like all these other crimes. They're all done by the national security state. They're not by globalists who are, you know, want to have one world. Well, yeah, they want one world because they want to conquer it. They're Western oligarchs using the U.S. and Western military and intelligence complex to conquer the world and impose their power on everybody else. So I think it's really important to get that context straight. And I'm interested in, in your reaction to that. Yeah, well, I think that certainly the, uh, the intelligence agencies are involved in all these evil things that are happening. But I think someone gives them direction. They just didn't get there, you know, a Clapper or, or a Comey or a Brennan. I mean, and, and those beyond them that we don't even know about, uh, how do they just materialize? They're just human beings like anyone else. Somebody puts them there. And I think the people that put them there are the, the very powerful ones that, that run the roost that maybe we don't even know who they are. You know, the power behind the power, usually they say, you know, you're really powerful. Nobody knows you're even there and you're pulling the string. So I don't think it's as simple as just saying the intelligence agencies, it's just like I've been a police officer too. And I know that, you know, say you have a police chief and you make probably a political appointment who appoints some, some crooked politician probably, or, or maybe, maybe a good politician depends. And then who gets him in power and if somebody gets him in power because he didn't uh, you know, win the election without some kind of financing and who financed him and go up to, up, to, up to the top. I don't think it's as simple as just saying the intelligence agencies. I think Kennedy was on the right path, John Kennedy, and that's probably what, I mean, he took a lot of evil on, I mean, from everywhere. There was a lot of people that had reasons to try to, to kill him, get him out of the way, but certainly the CIA probably had the most because he said he was scattered into the four winds. 
and the fact that they put Alan Dulles uh, on the on the water what, uh, the uh, on the commission, the Warren Commission, what a joke that was, right? So I I'm, I'm, I don't know exactly what Bobby Kennedy said, but he would know uh, pretty well. I mean, you know, his dad and his uncle were killed by the same power, and that power still exists. But I don't think that power is a power unto itself, although maybe it has developed. I think these people are put in there. You know, uh, Alan Dulles and his brother, I mean, they were part of a, an organization, the Council on Foreign Relations at one time. So what uh, unto themselves were with the, uh, with the Oliver Sullivan Bank or whatever in, in England. But the, the unto themselves, they're not powerful. But unto the connections they have and the conspiracy uh, that exists, uh, then they become powerful. So I think that's simplistic, that what you're saying, Kevin, as far as the, just the intelligence agencies, I think there's a lot more to it. I will not uh, say that it's not the globalists, like you say, the globalists. Uh, who are the globalists? Uh, well, I would say that's probably international finance in part. But uh, maybe it even gets more devious as to what's behind that. And, and then we have to go into an esoteric program or a philosophical program as to what is this evil that's plagued human beings since for, forever, it seems like, at least in our lifetime. They always seem to get away with it. And yet at this point in time, see, I don't look at this as an antidote. I think they're trying to kill Americans. I think they look at the United States as a nation state, at least some factions. And it's a nation state that has... Uh, a constitution and a bill of rights it seems that they hate constitutions and bill of rights they are like working work for a corporation you have no rights right you can be fired at will at least uh, uh that's i think the attitude they have whereas uh you know when you organize and you have a union you do have rights well in this country supposedly if we go by the law we have rights uh, i i talked to bill binney a while back and basically after 9-11 everything was closed down as far as the uh the freedoms that you think you have, or we think we have, with regards to our emails being uh, confiscated or harvested, and our text messages, and our our searches, and our cell phone communications, uh, this is supposedly being done right now, according to people that uh, at Bill Binney and Kurt Weeby. These are guys that were uh, instrumental in setting up that uh, security state that you mentioned, and they were good guys. That's why they're on the outs now, because they were good. They had a system that could uh, collect information and come to, you know, find a terrorist or whomever they're looking for without violating people's rights. And yet that was scrapped and not allowed to happen. So uh, you're right. Uh, intelligence is involved. But then again, who points these people in intelligence? You know, somebody has to put them there. They just don't because they're, you know, they're good or whatever. They just don't come there and take over. Somebody plants them there. They're their boys. I lived in or worked in a, a corrupt political system in a, in a town when I was a police officer. So I, I could see that a microcosm, how it works on a low level, all the way up to uh, who was behind them as far as the financiers and through the state from the municipal level all the way up to the state level and beyond. So uh, I mean I don't know if I responded to your 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 question there. I'm maybe no, talking that's, too that's much. Good. But, but let, let me just clarify that I wasn't just blaming intelligence agencies. I was talking about national security, the national security community, and as I see it, the national security community, as you're suggesting, is in fact heavily influenced, if not largely run, by private interests. That is by oligarchs, billionaire oligarchs. You know, my my model for how this works often you know goes back to John Perkins with his confessions of an economic hitman 
he described right. how he worked for the World Bank. And he was sent to foreign countries, often in Latin America, to twist the arms of presidents and prime ministers, basically to force them to accept usurious loans that were never meant to be paid back so that the World Bank and its bankster cronies could come in and just loot all the hard assets after the country defaulted. And if the president didn't want to uh, go along with the plan, then, you know, he'd say, well, I've got a, uh, a, a stack of $100 bills in one hand, and I've got a bullet in the other, which do you want? And if the president didn't go along with it then, uh, John Perkins would go home, and his employers would call in the asteroids, that is, these professional hitmen who like to cause heads of state to go down right. in plane crashes and things like that. So the, basically, Perkins said that the asteroids are these high-level assassins, and those are the technicians who do things like blow up the World Trade Center, kill the president, kill Senator Wellstone in a plane crash, et cetera, et cetera. Those technicians are really good at what they do, and they work both for the CIA on contract jobs and for uh, very, very wealthy private individuals and for corporations like the World Bank. So those are the types of people uh, who have the power. That power is roughly proportional to how much money they have. And so we're an oligarchy and a, and a plutocracy. And I think the Western oligarchy uh, largely controls the Western national security community, which consists of the military intelligence sector and also, of course, the, you know, the National uh, Security Council and the Council on Foreign Relations and, uh, and so on and so forth. So th those folks together uh, make up a kind of national security community. And a handful of them are probably a lot more powerful than the rest of them. And those guys are essentially, their job is to try to take over the world. And the way they do it is through a combination of usury, as John Perkins explained, and raw brute military force. But I think they right. are largely nationalists. They're not, they're not globalists in the sense that they want the world to come together and have the United Nations or everything. They are nationalists. They want the United States to take over the rest of the world. The United States already has colonized and totally owns Europe, totally owns Japan, totally owns South Korea, um, has a pretty good grip here in Morocco, but the local people are interestingly independent enough that they'll never be totally in control. Anyway, it's an empire, and the empire you know, is run by the oligarchs that run D.C., and they're going to take over the world by doing things like uh, you know, blowing up the towers to double the military budget, uh, and they'll, you know, go out to go out and have a much more aggressive policy like the neocons wanted. And by doing things like attacking China with a, what amounts to an economic bioweapon, and they'll even be happy with the blowback because that is rebounds their interest too. So, so these are basically people who are using a nation state, the United States of America, to take over the world. And I think we need to face that and realize, you know, we've met the enemy and he is us. Yeah, but no, I hear what you're saying, and that's the that's the faction in the United States. It's the neocon project for a new American century. I think you're talking about like Cheney and Rumsfeld and that group, and I I believe there's a a group that opposes them, even though they're just as evil as they are within the in the United States. But I think that it's, it's more than that. I, again, to me, it, it's it's not as simple as saying that. I mean, they give these. It, it's just like in the anthrax when they give that vaccine in the anthrax. That's where the, the Gulf War syndrome came from. That is so many of those soldiers got sick, and this seems to be a continuation in some way. Uh, if they really cared about the United States and the United States uh, being this juggernaut that, that you're, you're saying, and they are, I mean, we have expanded everywhere disgustingly throughout the world, uh, that we shouldn't be there. But uh, at the same time, 
uh, look what's happening to the country and how it's, uh, it seems to be uh, being set up. I think it's being set up to, to implode. And, uh, you know, this great, uh, I mean, we talk about the five eyes, right? United States, uh, Great Britain, Canada, New Zealand, and Australia. And then when you see the, the draconian measures, it seems like for the COVID, they were the worst countries. It seems to be almost I think we should have a national liberation movement to uh, give uh, the Canadians their freedom back, our neighbors, uh, because uh, it, it went so far. And it seems to be that influence of that old influence of the, the British Empire uh, still persists, uh, these these. Uh, imperialists that I, I believe that you know i have no people that have, have told me and or that they study uh, the history that actually uh, fdr and churchill were at odds at the end of world war ii as to what the world was going to be like and apparently uh, roosevelt said that we didn't want any more colonialism or this imperialism and churchill didn't like that at all unfortunately roosevelt died and then it, it was a continuation of that so i guess it may be and, and again, I, I would have to read a lot more to maybe understand it a lot better. My feeling is that uh, I don't know exactly where to put things. I, I see that Putin is, is being a nationalist in, in a good way to, to, to protect his country. That's what he's trying to do, seems to be. Uh, China is, is interesting. Because they were involved with this COVID, uh, this, uh, the, the development of it. It seems to be in some way. Uh, if you look at the patents, the, uh, the, it, it, this COVID started, at least the, uh, some of the evidence shows that it was at University of North Carolina. And it was Ralph Barrick who was uh, making these experiments of gain of function, illegal gain of functions. And they were doing it with the Chinese. And then it, it becomes too hot to handle because Obama sent, uh, said that you, got, you kind of can't do gain of function. That was in 2014. They switch it then over to China and to their into Wuhan. And Wuhan is a, a military, you know, really, it's not a, a, a private lab or anything like that. Well, wait, wait, so wait that, that, that was the, the U.S. put that lab in, in Wuhan. Yeah. The U.S. basically gave China a huge pile of money uh, and shared some technology in order to put that lab in Wuhan. Now, to my mind, that Wuhan yeah. lab, is just, it's the Lee Harvey Oswald of the COVID attack. They put that lab in Wuhan. <laughs> so when the U.S. attacked China and destroyed China's economic uh, advantage over the United States by doing so, they want, they planned to do that for a long time. So they put that lab there so that they would have a plausible patsy. They could blame China. They could create this whole blame China meme, which so many people are falling for. Well, that that could be. I mean, I, I don't know that, Kevin. You, you've got that information. Uh, it, it could be. Uh, I, I, I basically... Remember a Chinese scientist, and when we were working up that petition, that she worked there and defected, and, and was saying that uh, there was more, uh, you know, that type of experimentation in China than anywhere else. I don't know uh, for sure. Uh, I, I wouldn't give the, the Chinese this, you know, I, I don't know where they fit into this whole thing, which is interesting. Uh, certainly, I mean, I have friends that say that, you know, the the Silk Road and everything and what they're doing is fantastic throughout the world. And then I have other people that say the, the exact opposite. I have an open mind to listen to both sides or all sides. If, you know, if, if I'm lucky enough to get that presented, so I can't make a, for myself, any kind of declaration of what I think where, where China is and what they're doing is good or bad. I don't know that. I just know what's happening in this country is terrible. I, I looks like the, uh, as I said, I think they're going to 
reset the economy. They want to bring this digital currency in. They want to get rid of the dollar bill. Uh, the, uh, there's a lot of people that are sick in this country. I don't think it was an antidote like you said it was. I think this is a killer. This is a, a bioweapon. It's too sophisticated. When you look into the uh, photographs and the videos I've seen of these uh, quantum dots in that vaccine and the hydrogel, and you look at the, uh, the cadavers of people where these uh, clots are plastic, uh, plastic rubbery, where they, the people that embalm them can't embalm them because the veins are too clogged up with this crap. We've never seen this before. And this was put out all over the world. Uh, it sort of is synchronized to uh, a plan, maybe, that they, they want to do this great reset, that the 2030 is their agenda date. Uh, I think they may have been, I think maybe even Trump threw them off a little bit, all this stuff with Trump. Uh, they didn't want Trump in there. They want, it seemed like they wanted Hillary Clinton in there. It would have been farther along in what they're trying to do. I look at it totally diabolical, totally evil. And, I, and we're getting our information from whatever sources. It's hard to believe any of the sources because they're all captured and they're all controlled somehow, probably from intelligence, maybe not all, but a lot of them are. So it, it, you really have to be careful to filter out information. So I don't know what's going on in China. I don't even know what's going on in Russia. I do know what's going on every day here. I see the standard of living going down. I see the uh, value of the dollar bill uh, disappearing. I see the interest rates now at 7.4%. People can't buy or sell their houses now because they, the interests are too high. I see that uh, Gates is in here buying up all the agricultural land in Texas. I, I can see uh, all this strange weather, which I, I, that's another issue I'm going to get into. But I think that whole thing with the climate change is, is a bunch of bull. I think there's a, a lot of, uh, if you look at, I even have in White Rhyme standing old treaties for weather control, but, you know, before they had all the sophisticated directed energy weapons or harp weapons and things of that nature. So if you get into that or listen to Dane Wigington or even Clifford Carnican, you can see that there's a, a, a lot more going on probably with the weather and with the chemtrails, which a lot of people don't want to address or look at. The skies are different from when we were, we were boys. When we looked at the blue sky and the clouds, they look different than they do now. The kids that were born 20 years ago, they don't know that. They think the sky is normal. It's not normal. It's abnormal. It's an abnormal sky. We breathe that crap in. What's in that crap? Well, they, they, uh, do, do, you well think it's, I, do you think it's possible that's a geoengineering attempt to sunscreen the planet and, and slow global warming? That's a cover. It's a cover. That's what it is. It's not a doing something more than that because if you look at what's in the, those sprays, and I have, you have barium, strontium, titanium, aluminum. And if you see the development, which now the CDC even acknowledges of Morgellons disease, which is where fibers actually grow out of people, I know scientists have looked at those fibers, these, these strange fibers, tried to get the federal government to identify them. They won't identify them. And those same type of filaments are now in a vaccine, and they're also in insulin, and they're in different medications now, all right? So now you look at a bigger picture, you hear a Harari saying that we're hackable. You know that the, the goals of these, these demons are uh, transhumanism, all right? So then you take it a little more seriously. You don't have to buy the whole thing, but you keep an open mind. What are these guys doing? 
It's not just as simple as the, with the Russia and Ukraine fighting or China. What they're this is a bigger deal. These this uh, spring is going all, all over the world. All right. So uh, and it's been going on for at least twenty years. So yeah, what's you, that you, all about? You know, I, I talked to a journalist at the nine eleven Truth uh, Conference in Chicago in June of two thousand six. That was right before you know all hell broke loose when they decided, you know, the establishment decided to start pushing back against the 9-11 truth movement. And, uh, you know, within like two or three weeks after this, suddenly I was on Fox News and my job was in jeopardy. But anyway, you know, rolling back to early June of 2006, I was at that, you know, that very successful 9-11 truth conference that, you know, we got 1,500 people and expected 400. And that, that was what I think put 9-11 on the map. And it was followed then by Alex Jones's even bigger conference in Los Angeles, which in, in those conferences, plus the growth of the scholars for 9-11 Truth in 2006, led to the decision to push back and you know actively attack 9-11 Truth instead of ignoring it. Anyway, at that conference, I met a mainstream journalist who did not buy into 9-11 Truth. I did my best. <laughs> he <laughs> said that he had actually interviewed people about chemtrails. He, sa- he said, you know, quote, this, this is actually a conspiracy theory that I'm pretty sure is true. And he, he, he then told me about how he'd interviewed people at military you know, airfields in the Midwest who had told him that, indeed, there was a big-time spraying operation going on and that he, he said that he was told that there were two things uh, happening. One was a, a global sunscreen to try to slow down global warming, and then the other was a military imaging system, sort of like radar, only much better. So they were putting all this barium strontium aluminum uh, nano stuff into the atmosphere, and that was supposedly both slowing the slow, slower radiation uptake, slowing global warming, and also allowing them to use some kind of imaging system to kind of watch what's going on in the atmosphere. So I thought that was interesting. Right. This, this totally anti-conspiracy guy, mainstream journalist, actually bought into the chemtrails thing and had all of that information. I wish I'd gotten his contact info and stayed in touch with him because I wonder, you know, where where that story has gone. Well, well, I think what they do is they lock the left in by saying uh, climate change, and of course, you know, when I was younger, I, I was president of Rutgers Student Body. And, you know, I had long hair and a beard and all that. And I remember when Earth Day came in, we were all supporting that. But we didn't know how, at least now I look at it as, as, as being used because there was another agenda there. Of course, everybody wants to save trees and have fresh air and clean water. But it seems to be, uh, as I said, like a cover. Like, like I've heard that solar radiation and stuff. But watch Dane Williamson's movie. He does the one called The Dimming. And you'll see it from another perspective, uh, which I think Dane Wing is pretty authentic when he he does that movie. And he's an expert on geoengineering uh, that you don't won't see on the mainstream. Uh, I think there. Yeah, I've had him on the show. Okay, great, great. So I think there's an agenda that uh, we probably even don't even aren't even aware of. Uh, I do know that uh, a lot of people from this vaccine which is really not a vaccine. Uh, you know, it, it, it was orchestrated. This whole thing, this lockdown, where you coerce and intimidate the public. And they say to you, Kevin, you've got to get this shot or you can't do your radio show, basically. Basically, that's what they're saying to policemen, the firemen, nurses. 
you got to take this shot. Uh, we, we have to let you go. We, you can't feed your family. You can't feed yourself. Well, that's really a coercive thing. That was all totally unnecessary. You know, it's one of the arguments is this, uh, the, with the uh, virus, uh, there are, there are very, I mean, I think Mike Yaden was one of the ones that proposed it. I don't know if he still is that position, but, uh, they thought this was a flu that was through phony PCR tests and the manipulation by the media to create a panic. You know, in 2017, in this country, 80,000 people died of flu, but you never heard of that. You never heard of lockdowns or anything like that, you know? So, uh, in, in exactly in like 2021, during the epidemic where everybody supposedly had COVID, 5,000 people died of flu, right? So was it a flu? Uh, I think there was a Russian report that said it was a synthetic virus, what the, the, the original COVID was. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, that, and of course, there's, there's a lot of evidence for that, of course. And, and, and there's that new paper that just showed that the variants appear to be synthetic as well. Right. Well, that's it. That's where I think we're at as far as the vaccines. I I don't think that, uh, I mean, we were talking about who's behind this. You know, who made the who made the most out of this? Well, I have it in, in that paper, that grand jury petition that anybody wants to access and you can get it through nationalarm.org. It's there. Uh, one of the, the exhibits of the 149 exhibits that we show is just the newspaper article that. Uh, the, the bank, the, the countries of the world had to borrow $223 trillion because of this. Of course, who they borrow it from? <laughs> the banks, right? And then you had Pfizer with this, uh, they represented their, their shot was safe and effective, which it wasn't, didn't even stop transmission. You know, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't protect you. But they made over $100 billion. I call that blood money. A hundred billion dollars, and they're still pushing this. They're still pushing it. Like there's, there's, they didn't do anything wrong. They're just pushing it. It's still the poison's going out there. One of our board members, Joe Sansone, uh, he's connected to the Republican committee in Florida. He started to ban the jab down there. They've got nine counties now in the Republican Party signing on to ban it because it's a bioweapon. And then in Idaho, somebody took his petition. He didn't even know it. And the whole Republican Party in Idaho. Had pushed, has a, a, a proposal, not a proposal, they adopted it to ban the jab. They look at it as a bioweapon. It's a poison. It's toxic. It shouldn't be out there. The government knows it. The very statistics that I mentioned before, at one time, they 25 people died, so the market. Now, you may have close to a million or more in this country die, but the media is not going to tell you. It's a serious thing. We probably all know people that have all of a sudden dropped over or died. And what this thing does is it undermines the immune system. So if it doesn't kill, kill you through a blood clot where you're going to drop dead because of your heart problem, it will undermine. So if you have a cancer in your body that's really not, not active in a sense, this will, this will make it active, all right? If you have other things, it like goes to the weak spot in your body and it, it, it undermines you. That seems to be it. So that mortality rates right now are up 40% over what they were. And, and the big ones are... Wait, 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 wait. Let me, I, I got to correct you on that. That's, uh, I, as I understand it, the mortality rates in the U.S. 
uh, we're up something like 20% in, in the working age group, 20 to 60. However, that group doesn't die very much. So the overall mortality rates ha- basically are about the same as they were pre-COVID because the old people have largely stopped dying of COVID or quote unquote COVID. So, well, so I, I think you're 40% overall is, is wrong. That's, it's not even remotely well, that listen, I'll, I'll check it, but Ed Dowd is, uh, did some really amazing work on that. And he has insurance people. I got that from insurance companies. Uh, they do the, cause they have to pay the life insurance. Well, there, there was that story like a year and a half ago out of that Indiana, uh, the Indiana insurance executive story. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so yeah, last yeah. year, yeah, last year, I think working age, was up like 20, yeah. over 20%, but that's just working age and working age people hardly die. So if you have like 20% more of the hardly anybody who dies in that group, it's still really not that many people. And, you know, most of the people dying are the really old people. So the overall death rate stays just about the same, even if you go up 20% yeah. among working age people. Well, I think we're looking at different statistics, but I'll, I'll check it out because I don't, I don't want to be wrong in what I'm saying, but I believe that the death rate is, is very high, especially among younger people. You look at all the athletes are just dropping dead. I mean, of course, you know, when that happens, it's a sensational thing, but it's happening regularly. You can get a clip. I think we have one as far as one of our exhibits where one after another, either young people, 17 years old, 20 years, 20-some years old, uh, professional soccer players or whatever, uh, you know, they're just dropping over. Uh, and w- here's the thing, though, Kevin. This now – we have Peter Bregan just joined us as, a, as an advisor. He's the top, top psychiatrist in, in the, uh, in the uh, country. But one of our board members, Dr. Mahalcha, as I mentioned, she's cutting edge as far as what's in the vaccine. And uh, she has, and you should watch a video of hers or so, and maybe, here's what I suggest, have Joe Sansone and, 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 and uh, Anna Dr. Anna Mahasha on your show if you want to, and then let them, you know, and you can be, uh, you know, the devil's advocate and go after them in a sense to see if you can undermine the story. But I don't think you'll be able to. And uh, Dr. Mahasha has worked with doctors from all over the world now, but she's not, I mean, they're not going to embrace her because she's t- telling you that these are things in there that, that shouldn't be there. She's an expert in blood. And here's what is really interesting. Uh, Clifford Cornick, I might know personally. And uh, he's been working on this for over 20 years. And I've seen the work he's done on blood. You see a red blood cell, and you can see it. It looks really good when it's healthy. You can tell it's healthy. It just looks good. You know, a whole set of them. And then you can see when it's it's not, when it's been invaded, and it's it, it loses its form and its firmness and its roundness. And what happens, he says, it's like a, this, this bioweapon uh, is sort of, eats eats and, and consumes the red blood cells and what is really interesting i think the iron in the blood is like uh, f2 i think iron is something like that or fe2 but what he says he's finding fe3 which is actually rust in the, in the body think of all the red blood cells you have which uh, dr mahalcha has found in her work totally different they met now they, they're, they're together in the sense of you know looking at this stuff but clifford's work was totally on its own. Anna's, Dr. Anna's work was only on her own, and they're finding the same results in the blood. And it's like the blood is, is where, you know, where, where, think of chronic fatigue syndrome. Think of long COVID. That's what it is. The blood is under attack. Now, she has a, 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 a protocol to deal with that. It's EDTA collation and vitamin C. 
So, I mean, for people that are feeling terrible, a lot of us feel tired and we're tired. Think of this. The, if you took the vaccine, I mean, that's maybe an explanation. If there's this thing called shedding that doctors talk about when somebody takes it, and I'm not sure if it's through the whole process or just initially that you can transmit it, the, the, the whatever the contents of the vaccine is to another person so they can get infected with this crap. Maybe, maybe uh, so, send, send me the links on that because I, I, to the extent I looked into that, I was not convinced to worry too much about shedding. Yeah, well, I'm not, I'm not emphasizing it. I'm just saying that's a, it's a theory that's there. Uh, I think it needs more study has to be done on it. What we're talking about now, even the, the doctors that are amazing doctors that have, you know, uh, bucked the system in a sense and been penalized for it, maybe Judge uh, Dr. Mercola or Dr. McCullough mm-hmm. or Dr. Corey. Yeah, I yeah, no, I, they, I, I, I like all those guys. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know where they stand on the shedding issue. I'd like to hear that. I like them to see what we're trying to do. We had a, we had a big forum the other day, uh, which is really good. This is sponsored by the National Arm, or National American Renaissance Movement. So if you go on our website and there's on the tab on the top, you can go to videos on Rumble, videos on Rumble, and you can go down. And there were six people on it. It was uh, uh, Joe Sansone, Michael Diamond, his attorney in New Jersey, uh, Dr. Anna, uh, Rhina Fumi. Uh, Peter Bragan and myself. And uh, Dr. Anna shows some of her videos there. Uh, I, I was hoping, I mean, in the, you know, we, what we want to know and want to do is what's in this, this, this vaccine. There, there's, no, there's no informed consent says you should know that before you take the vaccine, right? Yeah, well, you know, David, to but me, the mean, thing that jumps out the most is, is the lack of vax, unvax studies. And, you know, RFK Jr. is now sending out these buses with vax, unvax painted on them. And this is true for all vaccines, not just COVID, that there's like the obvious study to do is to look at the fully vaxxed people, look at the totally unvaxxed people, see if there's any difference in health outcomes. And then you can kind of look at the partially vaxxed people in the middle, too. That's the type of study that would really show us if what kind of problems there are or there aren't. And they won't do that. Well, why is that? And, and that leads to my next question, which is, okay, is there a political solution to this? You mentioned in Florida and, and Louisiana, wherever, where they're trying to ban the vax. Uh, how about RFK Jr.? Now, here's a, here's a guy who's saying that the deep state killed his brother and his uncle, specifically the CIA, and he's been on the right side of COVID as well. He hasn't been on the right side of 9-11 or, or Zionism. And I, I just had a listener, uh, Valerie, email me saying, you know, we don't like RFK's policy towards Israel, but he's getting the word out about so much. They'll kill him if he gets in. Why not help him get the word out? Nobody else on his level has done anything like what he's doing. I, I think Valerie has a good point. What do you think? Well, uh, you know, when we, when I talk about this, I, I talk about, I'll talk about it not as the, the president of a nonprofit, okay, because, then you know, I don't want to get mixed politics with education and things of that nature. But personally, I think the most interesting, it's just fascinating what's happening uh, with RFK. By far, he's the best uh, choice in the Democratic Party. I mean, there's, there's no even comparison, even though, uh, you know, some of the issues I wouldn't agree with him on. But overall, I think he has an open mind, too. And I, I'm kind of curious and interested to see if what we're trying to develop with or what Dr. Ann is developing and we're supporting her, uh, maybe that will catch on to Dr. McCullough and Dr. Corey and Dr. Mercola, because they might embrace the same thing, or maybe they already do, and maybe uh, RFK will eventually. Then on the other side, it's fascinating what's happening to Trump. 
whether you like the guy or not, he's a marathon runner. I've never seen a politician like that. Anyone that's involved in politics knows the strain and the stress of it, even in a local municipal election. It just exhausts you. For a guy to be under attack basically 2016 uh, with the likes of, I've mentioned before, Comey and Brennan and, uh, and uh, what's his name? Uh, what's his name? Slapper or whatever his name is. But anyway, that, that crew and, and uh, that is still standing. And it, it, any attorney will tell you it's a mockery what they're doing to the justice system. They're like, anything they can do to derail this guy so that he doesn't run uh, – <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, don't, do don't you think they're, they're going too far? I mean, I, I never particularly liked Trump, to say the least, but I'm feeling sympathetic to him to the point that I well, could, I'd almost imagine voting for him because of the way he's being well, so ridiculously persecuted. Well, 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 that's that's interesting you say that, Kevin. And I think that's the same way a lot of people are thinking, too. But God, you know, it, and, and the thing that you have to admire about the guy, he's still standing there. It, he's It's almost... Unbelievable. And, I'm yeah, you, and, he, and he scowls pretty well for a mugshot, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he does. And you can imagine if, if he gets reelected. Now, they, what they want to do, of course, it seems to be uh, get a uh, con- felony conviction before the election and say he can't run because he's a convicted felon. And that, you know, but that's what they want to do. They're speeding this thing up. I heard that they they, they got some discovery, but it would take uh, it was like millions of pages of it and that the attorney uh, representing uh, tr- trump wanted more time not this march uh, day or something like that and uh and they would give it to him and and it would take like uh, an attorney every day for so many months or whatever to read seventy-seven thousand pages a day to be able to take the master or something like that you know it's ridiculous usually you should have time for discovery and and you know that so many things have been hidden probably so many videos I've heard even with, you know, on January 6th, that there was infiltration there. There's agent provocateurs in there all the time trying to stir things up. Uh, so where the truth is, you, you really have to flush it out. And, uh, you know, as to what really was going on there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that, that, how, think, how many pages, like 70,000, however many pages this is that they're throwing at Trump. That reminds me of the NIST report on the twin towers, the famous tin rat, you know, they'll never read all this. Like 10,000 pages, uh, which did not even get into the real issue of what happened in the Twin Towers. They spent 10,000 pages dillying and dallying around about what they claimed could have happened up to the moment of collapse initiation. But once they got yeah. there to the, the important part, uh, you know, okay, so what happened with this collapse itself? They didn't tell They didn't even write one word. So they gave us 10,000 words that were all totally irrelevant. <laughs> you know, uh, that's, that's as bad as what they're doing to Trump. You, you, you know, it, it, you said something that really interests me, and I think it's, it's really a sign of health for our country, that you're looking at Trump a little differently than you did before, or maybe even sympathetic, and you're seeing the persecution of these incredible – it could be you being persecuted or me, and, uh, you know, whether we would – Hold up like him. That's a good question. Well, yeah, yeah. But, the thing uh, about Trump is, is, you know, I, I used, I thought, you know, he had kind of a persecution complex. The guy's obviously got some serious ego issues. And so if he's complaining about being persecuted, you know, I, I was not as sympathetic to his, his feelings along those lines until they started persecuting him this badly. I mean, this is, this is completely out but, of control. Well, that, that, that's where I think the, the country can, start to get together uh, the, the left and right has to get together in this to save the country to save our nation and and uh i'm not much we do it on, on how, how about a trump rfk but, ticket well trump rfk ticket would be dynamite wouldn't that be dynamite 
Oh my God, that would be that would be super. That would be super. You know, Trump has to be the president though, RFK vice president. But but that, that'd be that pretty good life be, insurance for Trump. That would be. Would that bring it together? Now, here's the thing. One of the things with Trump, I wish he would. You know, he he embraced the the the. Uh, the vaccine. And, you know, some people are upset that he did that because I'm telling you, it's a bioweapon. Now, he may not know that. You know, he, he's taking credit for it. I know. But he also was the first to talk about hydroxychloroquine. Now, hydroxychloroquine was an antidote to this stuff. Yeah, yeah. so, so he's, he's been I, a mixed bag on COVID. But, Dave, I think we're at the end of the show because I, I look at the clock and I think I hear the music. Yes, I do. So, anyway, it's we're going to have to sign off and pick it up on another show. But really, uh, enjoy the conversation and keep up the great work uh, seeking justice through our legal system. And God bless you. I hope I live long enough to see you succeed. Well, th- thanks, Kevin. It was good to talk to you, too. And, uh, you know, as, as I said, bringing things together, that's what I think we have to do. The left and right have to come together to save the country and to save ourselves. If anybody interested in helping support what we're trying to do, nationalarmoneword.org. Uh, we need money. We need people to volunteer. We're going to set up arms in every state, every county okay. in the area. Okay, nationalarm.org. All right. Thanks, Dave. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.